Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. It's time for spiritual productivity. And the one thing that Almighty God is looking for in this hour, He's looking for somebody to get busy. Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe continuing her message titled, A Taste of Heaven. Speak the Word. Saints, it tells us in Psalms 103, verse 20 in the Berean Bible, it says, The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. In verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, all His angels, mighty in strength, who carry out His word, who hearken to the voice of His command. Brothers and sisters, in other words, angels are all around watching and listening. As a matter of fact, it says in Hebrews 13, verse 2 in the Berean Bible, it says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have actually entertained angels without knowing it. I know I have, and I bet you have too. You know, he has his angelic forces around us all the time. And, and not only his angelic forces, but he himself are watching over us. I don't believe there's ever been a time when we need to be more aware of the protection of God and of his angelic forces. And I want you to know that based on scripture, that God knows, he's, he's very well aware of what's going on around us today. And he, want, he wants his children to know that they are protected. Saints, I got good news for you. If you were born again, then you qualify to be ministered to by God's angels. And I think that's some good news. His word says he's given his angels charge over you and they are to protect you according to Psalms 91. As a matter of fact, let's look at a way that God commanded his angels in 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning with verse 8 in the New Living Translation. Now this is where God sent angels to protect Elijah the prophet and his servant. It says, when the king of Iran was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But it says that immediately Elijah, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel. He would tell the king of Israel everything that was going on. And so Elijah told him, said, do not go near that place, he says, for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there to give David warnings about his company and some of the people in there the things that were going on that he could only know through the Spirit of God, and it always proved to be true. You know, so uh, what I'm saying is it pays to listen to the voice of the Lord. He can save you from a lot of pain. And also it's good to consult with the Holy Spirit before making a move. You don't really want to make a move without consulting with the Holy Spirit. And God can minister to you through people, through song, through whatever, and that unction in here that you have. You know, but it's not going to help us any if we don't listen, if we just ignore the warnings. But God sends us warnings all the time through that unction in there that you get that feeling that maybe you're going to do something or maybe you uh, are saying something, and, and he's saying, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't go that way. Don't go that way. Or don't say that. Wait. Wait on me. Yes. Praise the Lord.
Verse 10 says, So then the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. And it says that time and time again, Elijah warned the king of Israel so that he would be on the alert for the enemy. And verse 11 says, And it says that the king of Iran became so very, very upset over this. And so he called all of his officers together and he demanded, he said, Which one of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? And it says in verse 12, It's not us, my lord the king, one of the officers replied. Elijah the prophet in Israel, tell, he said, Elijah the prophet in Israel tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in your own bedroom, in the privacy of your own bedroom. You know, <laughs> I think that's so awesome because, you know, we need to think about that because it really doesn't matter. God will speak to you wherever you are, you know, even in the privacy of your own bedroom in church, wherever you don't have to be in church. To hear from God. It doesn't matter where you are. And so, so one night the king of Iran sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city where Elijah lived. And in verse 15 it says that the next morning when Elijah's servant got up and went outside, there were troops and there was horses and there was chariots everywhere surrounding them. And his servant said, oh sir, what will we do now? <laughs> he cried to Elijah. And Elijah said, don't be afraid. And that's really a word for you too. Don't be afraid. God is not going to leave you. He knows what's going on. You know, don't believe him. Believe his word, not what the media says. Believe God's word. His word is true. His word has been tried. It's true. And he's never lied to you. He's never forsaken you. He's always been there. Always. And he said, and his servant said, Oh, sir, what we're going to do? And he cried, Don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than on ours. Hallelujah. You know, that calls for a sailor. And sailor, all that means is just pause and think about it for a minute. Saints, there are always, always more on your side, on our side, than on the devil's side. It may not look like that sometimes. Sometimes it looks like that we're surrounded by the enemy on every side. You know, it could be in your health. It could be in your finances. But sometimes you just feel like that you can't take any more, that you're just being pressed in. Like uh, Paul and them were, they were pressed on all sides, he said. But we didn't give up. He said, we just kept trusting the Lord. We never gave up. We just kept on trusting, and that's what we got to do. Right now, sometimes we feel like we're being pressed on every side. We look around us, we look like we live uh, people from another planet. <laughs> you know, I feel like some of the movies I used to watch on Star Wars. It's not funny, but it's sad. It really is. Then Elijah prayed, Oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. That's what I say tonight. God, Father, open their eyes. Open our eyes so we can see, to see that you are the only one that is going to protect us. Just think about, you know, in Daniel with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they, they didn't bow down. They didn't bow down. You know, they weren't going to worship other gods. In other words, we're bowing down now to a lot of things that we shouldn't bow down to. I'm not saying don't be safe and cautious. I'm just saying trust God. You know, they didn't, they didn't bow down. They said, oh, King Nebuchadnezzar. I think it was in Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar, thank you. 
he built this big old gold statue and he made all these decrees and laws and everybody. Actually, you know, the guys, if you read it, they put him up to it anyway, trying to trick the Hebrews. But anyway, he said, oh, don't have to explain myself to you. You know, when they said, you know, you're going to bow down, I'm going to throw you in the hole. And they said, we don't have to explain ourselves to you for the God we serve. He'll rescue us. And if he doesn't, be it known to you. I'm still not going to bow down. You know, so just don't be foolish. I'm not saying be foolish. But I'm just saying don't bow down. And we know the story because they got thrown in and the, and the guards that he said he picked the heaviest one he had, the biggest ones he had to throw him in. And when he threw him in, they, they died. And the king said, hey, didn't we throw three men in there tied up? Aren't they four in there walking around? <laughs> you know, there's four in there walking around. He said, and one looks like God. God's an angels to rescue them. They were, can you imagine? You know, it's, it's, if you think about it, it can, it can blow your mind, you know. Just think they were actually walking in the fire. Walking in the fire. And it did not burn them. They, and he called them out. He said, come on out. And all the people gathered around. Their clothes weren't burned. They said they weren't even singed. There was no even, not even smoke on them. You know, so all for the courage today. Just, just a little tidbit of that courage that they had today. Praise God. And he said, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And it says that when the servant looked up, he saw that the hill around Elijah was filled with horses and chariots and fire. Hallelujah. My point here, saints, is not only did God allow Elijah to know what was being said in the privacy of the king's bedroom, but when the king of Iran sent his armies up against Elijah, God sent his angels to protect Elijah and his servant. And he even opened the eyes of the servant so he could see for himself. Now think about that. In the Bible, the angels are referred to as messengers, or in the Greek or the Hebrew, as host. And the definition for host is a well-trained army. It means one prepared for war. As I stated earlier, angels respond just like soldiers under a general's command. In Revelation, John talks about the war at the end of days. He speaks about the angels of God, and he uses military language which is what the word host means. The hosts of heaven are the armies of God, and the armies of God are the angels of his creation. In Colossians 1, verse 16, in New King James, it says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him. For him, and for him. Hallelujah. Again, it says in Ephesians 6.12, he says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. If you will recall, there was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against a dragon. And the dragon fought, and his angels fought, but they were defeated. And it says that the great dragon was cast out, that old servant called the devil, the deceiver, and his angels were cast out with him, according to Revelation 7. It says that Lucifer won the support of a third of the angels 
but he lost the battle. I say again, a third of the angels were cast out. He took them with him, but he lost the battle, and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. Lucifer was called Satan, adversary, and devil, slanderer, deceiver, and his angels are called demons. So since they're angels, they're also host, but they're evil host. Saints, you need not be afraid of the rulers of the darkness and against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places, because it tells us in Ephesians 2, 6, the Lord said that he has raised you up together with him and made you to sit down together, giving you joint seating with him in the heavenly realm. So you and I have been seated far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Hallelujah. It tells us that in 10, 16. And if you're born again, you have God's angels fighting for you. I think that's good news. God has given every righteous person an angel. It says in Psalms 34, 19, the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Praise God. The New King James Version says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Praise God. Amen. We don't ever have to worry about God delivering us. He knows. He said many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he said, I'm going to deliver you out of them all. But you got to trust him. Yeah. they got to trust him. I think that's some good news. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think that everyone belongs to God, but that's not scriptural. That's not true. You belong to God if you've accepted his son, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not based on your works. He says it's not based on your works, but it's by faith. Right. You, you, you can do be as good as you want to, but until the day that you accept Christ Jesus, your Lord and Savior, you're not one of his. But a lot of people think they are. In John 8, 41, it says, Jesus told the Pharisees that they were doing the deeds of their father in verse 44 as a matter of fact Jesus said for you are the children of your father the devil and you love to do the evil things that he does so as I said before if you have given your life to Jesus then God has his angels encamped around and about you and there's no need for you to be fearful I don't know about you but I believe in angels because number one the word says so and because I've been saved by them hallelujah I've actually experienced their presence as I've said before and saints, they're not, they're not like these things that Victoria's Secret uses around Valentine's Day. No, 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 no. They are mighty warriors. Angels jet around in the spiritual realm and, and on earth at lightning speed. And they're all around you. And I'll tell you something else. They're not those little fat babies with bows and arrows either. But they are warriors just waiting to hearken to God's voice. And I believe as we give voice to God's word that the angels hearken to the word of God that we speak based on Hebrews 1.14 and Psalms 103. In Isaiah 59.21, it says, As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit, which is upon you, and my words, which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, not the mouth of your offspring, not the mouth of your offsprings, offsprings, says the Lord, from now and forever. And Matthew 10, 20 says, For it is not you who speaks, but it is the Spirit of your Father who speaks to you. Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Yeah. 
to fear the Lord is not to be afraid of him, but to fear the Lord is to trust him, is to trust him. I know that night that my car hit that high water, I cried out to the Lord, and he heard me, and he sent his angels to help me. There is many verses in the Bible where it says that he called upon the Lord, and I rescued him. And, and, and God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He has not changed. So he rescued them there. That was in the Old Testament, most of it. And we have a far better covenant today in the New Testament than they had in the Old Testament. I remember one night when my sisters and I were going to Maryland for my granddaughter's baptism. And I accidentally exited the wrong exit. And I landed right downtown about 10 o'clock at night in a part of town that didn't look too safe, didn't look too good, and there were tons of people all around me. And, and this was before we had GPS. Now it probably wouldn't be much of a problem. I could just say, Siri, you know, put, tell Siri what to do. Oh, Siri's got where she talks to me when I don't talk to her. My phone has been acting crazy. You know, the other night my daughter was over there and, and my phone was laying there and it was off. And I was talking to her, and, and Siri all of a sudden says, well, I didn't get that. <laughs> and I thought I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> but, you know, about long after, but we're sitting on the sofa, and uh, Siri spoke up again, you know, and said something. And I said, Leanne, this is weird. I said, this phone is talking, and I haven't talked to her. <laughs> but I want you to know that I, I, was, I was afraid. I stopped, and I prayed. And I've done this in the past before. When I've gotten longer needed directions, I, I, God is so much better than GPS. But I stopped and I prayed and I asked God to help me and I asked him to send someone to guide me. And shortly after I finished praying, that's another thing. When we pray to God, we need to be pacific with our prayers. Be pacific. Don't just say, Lord, help me. I mean, that night I just said, Lord, help me. I didn't have time to say anything else. But this time I did have time to just pull over and pray. And so I stopped and I prayed and asked God to help me. And shortly after that, I felt led to pull over to the curb and ask this man standing there for directions. And my sisters didn't want me to stop, you know, put the windows down. They thought I was crazy. You know, you're putting your windows down in the middle of this nowhere. But I knew in my spirit that God had sent someone, and it was this man that God had sent. And he directed us. I went and asked the man, and he directed me on how to get back onto the main road. And he was very meticulous. I noticed that he was very meticulous in giving me directions. He told me several times, he repeated himself, please go straight and do not turn or stop, but take a right at this particular street. Wow. And he says, and, and it will take you back to where you want to go or where you need to be. The street I turned on, I, I still can almost see it today. It was really dark and dreary and scary, but I knew that I needed to keep driving. And sure enough, I was put right back on the interstate like I'd never gotten off. And I know you might be thinking, some of you out there, well, Pastor Joe, anyone could have given you those directions, and yes, you're probably right. Only I knew in my spirit that this wasn't just another man. I don't know how I knew this. But I knew, and when we turned around and looked, he was gone. How did Abraham know that the men that came to see him were angels? How did he know? They looked like regular men, but Abraham knew in his spirit that they weren't. 
In Genesis 18, 1 and 2, now the Lord appeared to Abraham in verse 1, and then in verse 2 it says that Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing opposite him, and when he saw them, it says that he ran out of his tent, ran from the tent door to meet them, and he bowed down himself to the earth. Abraham knew, just like I knew, by the Spirit of the Lord. That's how you knew. Spirit of the Lord. But one thing I want you to remember, saints, is that you're not alone here. And God does have His heavenly angels watching over you. So no matter what you've been hearing on the news or in your church or wherever, and those of you listening, whether it's in your church or at your work, on your job, whatever it is, I want you to know that God's never going to leave you and He's never going to forsake you. No, never. It says in Revelation 3, verse 10, in closing, it says, God said, because you have kept my word about patient endurance. He says, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. And Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, be strong and be courageous. He says, do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. Saints, he will not leave you, and He will not ever, ever forsake you. Hallelujah. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. This has been Speak the Word the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, The Weapons of a Warrior, A Soldier's Handbook for Spiritual Warfare. Do you want to win your spiritual battles against Satan's attacks? In this book, The Weapons of a Warrior, she teaches that when you're in a faith battle, you are there to invade, not retreat. Are you prepared to stand with God at all costs? Pastor Joe shares how God equips you with strength, wisdom, and discernment through His Spirit to stay strong, not only in spiritual warfare, but in daily living. Today, we'd like to send you Pastor Joe's book, The Weapons of a Warrior, a soldier's handbook for spiritual warfare, with your love gift to speak the word ministries of any amount. We're suggesting a gift of $20 or more. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card at 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. Now, here again is Pastor Joe. Father God, I just thank you so much. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing back to my remembrance and helping me recall the Word of God and making it alive and quicken it into my spirit. I thank you, Father, for the word that you gave me. I thank you, Father, that you said there's no need to be afraid. There's no need to be fearful. For you said, Lord, that the love of God cast out all fear. 
Help us to understand, Lord, that we need your help. We need your help. We all need your help. And we can't receive that help until we put our trust in you. So, Father, my prayer tonight is all those who are listening will begin to put their faith in you, that they will begin to focus on the word of God and all your promises and not be focusing on the things of the world. We're in this world, Father, but we're not of this world. And we don't need to focus all of our attention. I don't mean that we should be ignorant, but we shouldn't be overloaded with the things of the world to the point to where it affects our health and our well-being. Not only our physical bodies, but our spiritual well-being and, and, and even our minds, Lord. People are losing their minds. People, are their bodies are being attacked through strife and fear and stress. It's causing all kinds of things going on in this earth, Lord. So I pray and I just really pray, Father, that you will impress upon them that you are the answer and there is no other answer, but you are the answer to whatever is going on in their life. And no matter what the fear is, the, your, your word says, Father, you did not give us a spirit of fear, but you gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And when we realize that and act on that, we will be able to act in the power and authority that you have blessed us with. So, Father, again, I thank you for this word. First, in Jesus' name, we praise you and give all the glory. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. And join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word